What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. Today we're going to talk about these black spheres that are enveloped inside of translucent boxes in the sky that pilots have reported and how they are similar to previous reports of some other aliens that we saw on the ground as well as within saucers hovering only just feet above one woman's property so this is going to be really interesting so we're going to start putting pieces of the puzzle together we're going to put uh, a, a united states navy pilot's personal experience with these things in the skies and then we're going to take a civilian who uh, had an experience with these things right outside of her home inside of an alien spacecraft so let's get to it. Lockdown Universe logo in the background. We've got Mr. Alien here. Say hello. Hello, Mr. Alien. We've got Crazy Alien Kitty. Just for Halloween, just for you folks. We've got Everything Zen Bigfoot. Here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hello. Say hello. Well, he's meditating, so he's not going to say anything. And we've got uh, Baby Alien. Say hello, Baby Alien. Baby Alien can't say hi. Can't speak. Might, might uh, talk to you telepathically, though. So what's going on with this so let's get down to it so we've got ryan graves who gave his testimony in front of congress and talked about these black spheres within a, a translucent box hovering in the sky of a secure section of sky where they trained um called i believe it's called warning 72 which is a certain uh, block of sky that they used for military exercises and they had to use evasive maneuvers to get away from these things. So let's get into it. So let's give you a little detail as to what he, st he stated in front of Congress. And then we'll get into how these are reminiscent and similar to uh, other experiences uh, from civilians. So this is really important because this is coming from a guy who's a, who's a fighter pilot. Not only a fighter pilot, but he was, he was trained to be an expert observer as well. And on top of that, he has an engineering degree. So this guy's got like the full bolt load. And I listened to him um, on the giving a, a talk on the internet a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the way that this guy speaks, Ryan Graves, and you get don't get him mixed up because there's David Grush, who is like the big whistleblower, and and we have Ryan Graves, and sometimes their names are kind of like, you know, get put together because Grush Graves, Ryan David, you know. So this is Ryan Graves. He's a he was a Navy pilot, okay? He uh, had two deployments. I'll tell you about him. He, uh, he's a former F-18 pilot with over a decade of service in the United States Navy. Now, this is his testimony, okay? I'm telling you his testimony in front of Congress. He stated it included two deployments in Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Inherent Resolve, which is brand new information for me. I don't even know what that is. Uh, he, he stated, I have witnessed advanced uap unidentified aerial phenomenon uh, on multiple sensor systems firsthand and i'm here to voice the concerns of countless commercial air crew my friends included my friends are pilots and they've seen these things in the sky as well he states i've witnessed these on multiple sensor systems firsthand and i want to uh, voice the concerns of countless commercial air crew and military veterans who have confided 
There are similar encounters with me. Interesting, right? I mean, there's so many people that have these experiences. He states, I can tell you that advanced UAP are a national security and an aviation safety problem. Now, this is really interesting. Stay tuned because this is going to be, it's not just Ryan Graves. He's going to talk about how an email about this event from his superior, a high superior in the United States Navy, was deleted after being sent to a group by an unknown uh, unknown entity. So we're going to get into that in a second. And what did that email have in it? Let's get down to it. So he states, It's been more than a decade since my squadron began witnessing advanced UAP demonstrating complex maneuvers on a regular basis. And we still don't have answers. We now have, uh, yeah, they have 5,000 members who are actively working on 30 UAP witnesses uh, or with 30 UAP witnesses who have approached them. Uh, he says, today, I would like to tell you about my experience. So, I joined the United States Navy in 2009, and as a pilot, I was trained to be an expert observer tasked with identifying any aircraft within our operating area. Now, this is the experience. In 2014, I was near Virginia Beach as part of VFA-11, which is a Navy Fighter Attack Squadron, I guess it would be F. It'd be VFA-11, uh, a Navy fighter attack squadron made up of FA-18 Super Hornets. Upon an upgrade to our radar system, we began to detect unknown objects. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in our airspace. Initially dismissed as software glitches, we soon corroborated these radar tracks with infrared sensors uh, confirming their physical presence. So these things weren't just like, you know, non-physical. These things were physical. Uh, they were tra able to track them with infrared. Over time, the UAP sightings became an open secret. Well, it's not a secret if it's open, right? It became an open secret amongst our air crew. They were a common occurrence, common, seen by most of my colleagues on radar and occasionally up close. The sightings were so frequent that they became part of daily briefs. They became part of daily briefs. A pivotal incident occurred during an air combat training mission in Warning Area W-72, an exclusive block of airspace 10 miles east of Virginia Beach. All traffic into the training area goes through a single GPS point at a set altitude. Just at the moment, the two jets crossed the threshold of this area. One of the pilots saw a dark gray cube, dark gray cube, inside of a clear sphere. So I, I guess I was wrong. It was a dark gray cube inside of a clear sphere. I had it backwards in my head. Uh, motionless against the wind fixed directly at the entry point. So it's interesting, it was right at the entry point of this secret area that they're supposed to be training in, right? The jets were only 100 feet apart, and they were forced to take evasive action. 
They terminated the mission immediately and returned to base. Our squadron submitted a safety report, but there was no official acknowledgement of the incident and no further mechanism to report the sightings. The UAP we encountered and tracked on multiple sensors behaved in ways that surpassed our understanding and technology. The UAP could accelerate at speeds up to Mach 1, hold their position against hurricane force winds, and outlast our fighter jets, operating continuously throughout the day. They did not have a visible means of lift, control surfaces, or propulsion, nothing that resembled uh, normal aircraft with wings, flaps, or engines. I'm a formally trained engineer, formally trained engineer, and I have no explanation for this. Recently, I have received confirmation that these encounters were also a shock to the chain of command from one of our advisors at ASA, Rear Admiral Tim Gallaudet, uh, former head of National Ocean Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. A lot of people know that. And he was the oceanographer of the Navy. While serving as an admiral with the Fleet Forces Command, he received a classified email on Cipernet, which I guess is some kind of, I don't know, internet for the, the uh, <laughs> military, uh, in 2015 from his boss, the operations commander, to all one- and two-star admiral subordinates. The title of the email was Urgent Safety of Flight Issue. Seems strange. He attached the now-famous go-fast UAP video from a Navy F-18, asking if anyone knew their origin and expressed safety of flight concerns about multiple near-mid-air collisions with UAP in the early warning area off Virginia Beach where my encounters occurred, noting they might shut down the exercise for safety reasons. Admiral Gallaudet uh, reviewed it with his deputy, and the next day, the email was removed from his system and that of his deputy. Weird. And despite meeting with this group routinely in person, no one ever discussed it. He presumes the email was removed in connection with classified special access programs. He couldn't believe that there was no discussion of the urgent safety of the flight issue, and he stated publicly after seeing the report that he didn't believe the UAP represented any known human technology. Interesting. He stated this, right? So this is this is where it gets really bizarre, right? Why would it have gotten deleted? This was just information. It, had, it did have the video, it did have the go-fast video, but it just didn't make any sense. Why would it be deleted? Um, so Ryan decides that, given the fact that apparently, uh, you know, his superiors don't really take this seriously, um, and when he retired from the military, he recognized that he needed uh, actions and he needed to take action and get answers. He founded uh, Americans for Safe Aerospace, which has nearly 5,000 members. Uh, what I did not anticipate was how many UAP military veteran and commercial air, air crew witnesses would reach out to us. The organization has since become a haven for more than 30 UAP witnesses who were previously unspoken due to absence of a safe intake process. Most do not want to speak publicly. They're afraid of uh, professional consequences, and they just want to add their account to the data set. The majority of witnesses 
are commercial pilots with major airlines. That's that's who I know. I know a private. I know a private pilot uh, that works with a private um, company. They they fly like you know some of the major sports teams around. And then I know a guy who works for American Airlines and the TED Airlines as well. Um, as a, I think I have a couple other uh, pilot acquaintances as well, and they all say that they've seen something similar to these up there. Uh, often they are veterans with dec- decades of flying decades of flying experience. Pilots are reporting UAP at altitudes that appear to be above them at 40,000 feet, potentially in low Earth orbit or in the gray zone below the Kármán line, making inexplicable maneuvers like right-hand turns and retrograde orbits or J-hooks. Sometimes these reports are recurring with numerous recent sightings north of Hawaii and the North Atlantic. Interesting, right? There's a lot of people who are talking about the fires in Hawaii and Maui and how they might be, you know, directed energy weapons or dues, they call them, and that these might be, you know, it might have been part of some, you know, conspiracy theory. Um, I don't know why you'd want to light up Maui, but, you know, there I guess people have their reasons. Um, so there's lots of people who Ryan Graves has contact, has been in contact with, um, and there's lots of people that are coming out with him as well. So he wanted to step forward and make it known to Congress that this is what's going on up there. Now, he, he states that, you know, he his goal is that we need to restore decades of mistrust with the public and UAP witnesses. My lived experience over the past few months has been that as a stigma is pushed back, uh, witnesses develop trust in the process. Remarkable accounts begin to emerge. Uh, the all-domain anomaly resolution office is supposed to serve as a central clearinghouse for analysis on UAP incidents, but it must have the authority. It needs to do its job, and it must build trust with witnesses. Yeah, seeing that, so the, the problem with these offices that they're creating is that they're still part of the government, and nobody trusts the government. So, like, who do you come out with to, with your story to trust? You're probably going to come out to other people that have had similar experiences. You're not going to come out to the government who seems to just push these by the wayside and call everybody crazy. Um, and then they potentially, you know, might have to forfeit their benefits or they might be thought of as crazy. Now, here's a picture of it. I'll put it on the screen here for you. Let's pull it up here. Let's make it bigger. And you can see what this looks like. I mean, it looks exactly like you think it does. It's a big square inside of a translucent circle. That's exactly what it looks like right there. And apparently a lot of people have seen these. And they're not... It's not just a one-and-done phenomenon. This has been a multiple multiple occurrence phenomenon. Let me pull up another picture here. I just want to show you kind of an artist rendition. Oh, man, this is small. Come on, guys. Who makes pictures these small? Pull this over. Let me try to zoom in. Here we go. So as you can see, here's the cube here. And then you got like two two F-18 Hornets, Super Hornets, kind of coming in on it, and they had to take evasive maneuvers to get out of there um, so they wouldn't crash into it. So here we have that cube. So how is this similar to any of the other uh, incidents going on? Well, we have this guy over here, 
we got the old Saybrook um, blockheads, and look at this. Just superimpose it a little bit there. But you can see that there's there's some similarity there, right? Let me pull it over again here. Hang on one second. Let me see if I can just pull up the picture instead. But there's some similarities. The only difference with this thing is, is that there seems to be, it's like a flip-flop. They have a block that's translucent, and then they have a red circle on the inside. But this woman who stated she saw this, this entity um, stated that uh, it was back in 1957. Now, this wasn't flying in the air. These were entities with a block on top of its body, almost like the block and the, the red circle on the inside was using like this body to move around to be mobile um because the arm that it had she stated it, like its right arm was like in an upright position like a 45 degree angle um even though in this picture it's down she said stated that they were walking around their aircraft like this just kind of having their arm up and um that it was back in 57 i think connecticut yeah and um at first she thought she was looking at a downed airplane and then she realized that um she realizes that the object was hovering right above her clothesline uh, through the, the craft's large square windows. She witnessed two strange entities passed, passed by one another with their right arms in the air. Their featureless appendages, so these arms, had no hands, and their heads were transparent cubes with a bright red core, and their rubbery bodies flared out like skirts. She could not see if they had any legs but guessed that they were less than four feet tall. And as she watched, the windows vanished without a trace, and a sparkling antenna rose from one end of the craft, and the entire hall began to glow for several minutes. Finally, the glow faded, and the antenna retracted. The object took a complicated path through the air before shooting straight up without a sound. Very interesting. Now, granted, one has a square translucent um, box and the other one is a black box inside of a translucent um, sphere so it, it's kind of flip-flopped but they both seem to have a protective case around around whatever they're trying to protect now what the hell are these black boxes well it's interesting because i did do a black box story man back in 2020 and we talked about how there was a black box in front of the sun, and nobody could figure out what it was, but it was clearly evident that it was there. They had a picture of it. Um, but these things are in our in our atmosphere, underneath our atmosphere, within the Earth's you know um, sphere of influence, if you will. Right? Um, it's not outside. It's not like in outside of our atmosphere. They're saying it's in low space orbit or or within our atmosphere, typically. Um, I mean, these F-18s had to evade it, right? So what could these things be? Are they new? They might be new, but, I mean, not that new. I mean, this stuff has been going on since before 2009. I had friends talking about these things before 2009. Um, so that was like back in 05. And many, many other people have come out saying they've seen these things at 40,000 feet. So either A, 
it's well the, we know that it's not human because you know emails are getting deleted off of one and two star generals uh emails secret top secret secure emails um so it's obviously either either black ops you know non-government the black government dark government secret government um or it could be alien could it be a monitoring device sure but why do they need a monitoring device that low i mean with technology that they have they can monitor from outside outside of the globe of of uh, earth right they could probably be you know just within the galaxy or not within the galaxy but within the solar system and probably monitor earth without an issue um so this could be like a drone and the sphere could be you know protective it could be like a little detection cube but why would they put it right where the government clearly flies in a secret area um then they also have the potential for this thing to be an entity of some sort it could be an, an alien entity it could be something within this black box it could actually be a ship they stated that this thing was between 5 to 15 feet long that's all so it actually could be a ship it could be a ship that had a sphere around it kind of like the borg right from star trek could be that it could be that they were just visiting they were monitoring they were monitoring out in the you know near the ocean the thing is we don't really know what different species are doing with other species either they might be monitoring species that are below the ocean Maybe that's why they were 10 miles off the coast. They weren't trying to monitor us. Maybe they were trying to monitor something underneath the water, some alien base underneath the water. We don't know what's under the water. We talked about that many, many times, and everybody talks about that. Nobody really knows what's in the ocean. Uh, But there are a lot of UAPs and UFOs that come out of the water. So there could be alien bases down there, and there's been reports of that. What else could there be? Um... They could be monitoring us. That could be there all the time. But I'm assuming these things move, move around. Um, so I so could this be a ship? Yes. Could this be a monitoring cube? Yes. Could this be something from the secret government? Yes. <clears throat> Is this human? No. So there we have it. We kind of have our understanding of what this thing could be and probably is. It's either a ship or a monitoring device. That's my thoughts. Um, Is it monitoring us? My thoughts are it's probably monitoring something else. Um, If they need information about us, they can monitor it from space. (coughs) My my theory is they were probably trying to... It was probably like a search queue, probably looking for something. Um, Or it was a ship... And they were looking for other, you know, pieces of information or search, searching for somebody manually. Um, there have been reports that sometimes they, you know, alien, alien, certain alien species have to come down or they want to come down and, and, and see things manually with their ships as well. Um, but the, there's no portholes that they talked about. There was, there's no way to see into this thing. Many ships, you know ufos whatever you want to you know alien craft a lot of them have portholes you can see the aliens in them walking around uh whether they're grays whether they're blockheads whatever so could it be a ship yeah 
but could it also just be a monitoring device now we're kind of narrowing it down and probably is getting closer to more of a maybe a monitoring device um so there we have it we have ryan graves who is a trained united states navy pilot and engineer and this guy talks with the level of like a harvard graduate i mean he was really impressive um i like the way that he he presented things i like his his viewpoint on things it was very pragmatic and um and pr very straightforward and i liked it i liked the way that um you know he was not condescending he was giving us information and it was it was very matter of fact and Stu's got cojones going in front of Congress, and, you know, I don't know if he's violating any, you know, non-disclosure agreements or whatever, but, man, he's got cojones, I'll give him that. So, there we have it, and then if you want to even look up the old Saybrook blockheads, you can look up my, my podcast I did, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe, on those guys, and those those guys are interesting. That whole story was very, very fascinating, so you can take a look at that. But anyway, guys, I'm going to let you go. Interesting stuff coming out of the whistleblower uh, congressional hearing. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to monitor this. I hope you guys are doing well. I apologize for not being around for a couple of days. I was sick and still kind of getting over it. So I don't want you guys to have to muddle through my, my voice not really being there. Still getting it back. So hopefully you guys are doing well. Taking care of yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally. Following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Uh, stay tuned, keep your eyes on the skies, and as always, Lockdown Universe out. Take care.